0: Welcome to the Big Biz Show, featuring insight, analysis, and a lot of stuff that's none of your business. Uh, hold on, this is the Big Biz Show. I think it is their business. Making the markets work for you. Here's the man with the plan, Sully.
1: Hey there, live from the Loft 100 studios
2: in sunny San Diego, California. Big Biz shows on the air once again. Myself, Costa. And of course, the day trader trio, the DTT. Can you give me a little blam, boys? Just give me a little something here. Wow, see that power. The name of that? That's not the day trader
3: trio. That's called who's who's James? James who's James? James, James. James? James. Can
2: I just ask you something, Costa? Before you can we ask me this?
3: anything you want, my brother.
2: Uh, it looks like um, a carnival threw up into a Fourth of July party <laughs> and made a picnic shirt for it. <laughs> Are, actually, we, are we doing an episode of Costa's Closet today? I, is Andy ready? I don't think, I, th- I think Costa's Closet is not until next Truth week. Truth be told,
3: I'm going to a picnic after the yeah. show, and I'm going to be the picnic blanket.
2: I'm very excited to uh, to uh, bring on one of my really good friends and that I've known for a long time, her and her husband, and um, she is, she categorizes herself on her business card as Catalyst. How do you like that? Nice. Not, not chief bitching officer like yeah. Mike, but Catalyst. Yeah. yeah like her name that. is Darcy Bingham, and... She is a, uh, a she's a th- philanthropist, otherwise Mike's a philanderer. Two different things, right? <laughs> different. Apple and bacon? There's a difference. Um, uh, she's retired from, as, as I, I can't call you a teacher. You're more of a professor, right? No. What do we call you?
4: I was a student affairs professional. So, so my job was to make sure people had fun when they were at school.
2: Yeah, see, and she continues. Nice. I can tell that <laughs> in her personal life. Um, she is a... Uh, She, this, this catalyst uh, came up from something that she is creating and I'm going to call it a program right now because it's not really a book yet. It's not a keynote yet, but it's, it's all of those things. And when she showed me this, I said, okay, we got to have you on the air. And I know she's on the hunt. I know she's going to be over on America trends at some point, but she calls it conversations of consequence. That's right. Now, Mike and I had a conversation 25 years ago. Easily 25 years. Maybe more. Yeah. And he said- and the secret about radio because we were just in radio, not television. If you're in the building, you're gonna be on the radio at some point. Whether you are the receptionist, <laughs> whether, whether you're emptying trashes, at some point you will be on the air.
3: Yep. And I just finished a show. you finished a show. I was hosting poorly, a golf show on the weekends. why Go- what could what could be more popular?
2: <laughs> television golf. golf is bad enough. Let's
3: do radio golf. I mean, seriously. Uh, I, I was young, I needed the Couldn't money. Could this be the worst Radio. idea in the
2: history of broadcasting? Worst
3: ever. And my co host didn't show up. Saul was breaking from, he, as he just said, he's walking down the hallway. He said, Hey, you know anything about golf? He goes, No. I go, Great, come on, be my co host. So <laughs> <And> that's, <laughs> a, that's how our relationship started. That, there and you was, go. Is that a
2: conversation <laughs> of consequence? It certainly that, was. Because now he's a, ki- a co host on a national television show. There program. you go. Right, right. So that, is that what that's called? Yeah, little things, snippets, exchanges that change your life. So, so I have a screenshot that I'm not going to show to the television audience, but okay. we may put it back in uh, later in the program. Okay. But it talks about some of your conversations of consequence. It's a uh, list. Of it's a list. I sent and, you
4: the first two pages.
2: And, and one of the best ones that I've ever heard, and this is what stopped me in my Uh-oh. tracks, and you remember this one. I mean, if you think in terms of what you wrote me on the first uh, on the first um, list, and I think it was, was it called Just Vague Enough?
4: Yes. <laughs> Just is that vague enough
2: for every husband in the world? Yeah, right. <laughs>
4: just for every teenager in the
2: world, can you? So, and this is this is some of the stuff we're talking about here. Right. Because when you when you they're start, prompts.
4: Those are all just prompts. It's a list of prompts, so I can well, remember and tell the story that it came from. Talk about the conversations and consequence. I want to hear how this came up. People come up with a conundrum. They have something that they're trying to figure out. A transition that they're going through. Something that's bothering them and the conversation just emerges and somewhere bits of wisdom come out and you shift a perspective.
2: So do you give folks, because I know I'm friends, I'm pretty good friends with you and I yes. see people surrounding you, like you and Trish Hunt, people are around you like, you know. Uh, uh, bees around honey. a yeah, mm-hmm.
4: walking, talking blue light special. Are you That's on walking, talking
2: blue light special? So, do you just <laughs> give people, like, here's a list, pick three? Yeah. And you I say, do- I want you to pick three. Yeah. And then what happens?
4: Well, they pick something from the list and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll tell you what that story is about I and mean, we'll see if it can apply to you in some situations.
2: Really? Yeah. So, talk sure. about Just Vague Enough, for example.
4: Just Vague Enough um, actually was part of a conversation with a woman who's. A colleague and a friend. And I don't know if I can really... Whatever I'm, you I want. I won't, share, I won't share her so name. So let's just say a person. Her name is Esther. Okay. Astaire. okay? Right. So she wants to know how the trajectory, the enormous rise in popularity has happened for her, right? We met when she was Doing much smaller work. I have and that same question. I have on that this same huge question. Huge international everyone. stand, right? <laughs> yeah. You ask yourself that all the time. <laughs> it's our paradigm. Yeah. How's this? And it's actually it's Esther Perel, right? The relationship wow. guru, right? Wow. And so what is it? Why do you think this is happening?
2: Why are they listening to me? Is is it imposter syndrome? Like I have you. imposter syndrome all the time. <laughs> no, I do. I well, know exactly and it's what you're
4: Because about. she's always just vague enough. When she tells her stories, you can see yourself in her stories. And when she's talking about a relationship that she's counseling someone through, the way she describes it is just vague enough that we can all put ourselves so this in is, her shoes, so in those, this, that person's shoes.
2: Which is which is actually good because right. you're uh, casting a bigger net without even trying.
4: Right. It's almost like yes, I, I, I
2: fancy myself a uh, uh, you know that you're I'm, just a, vague a, a mind reader. <laughs> but is, now, do all conversations of consequence involve a pot involve or I guess end up embodying a positive change?
4: That's the hope. Yeah, really. I mean, it's a paradigm shift. I don't know what you're looking for. Does it ease right. pain? Does it help you make a job decision? Right. Does it, hopefully it reappears later in your life in a whole bunch of different formats. Right. You know, it's like when you read a book or you watch a movie and you watch it again three or four years later or read it again five years later and you get different stuff out of it right. because you're a different person. So yeah. you read it or you watch it with a completely different lens. So, really good advice yeah. or, or bits of wisdom right. that can be found anywhere, frankly.
2: Can you think yeah. of a conversation of consequence that changed your life? Oh, many Brian of Brian Long, our program director at, at, uh, at Extra Sports 1360 at, or Kogo Radio.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think about my dad where I, I was planning to go to a high school and my yeah. and my dad stepped in and said, you should think about this high school. And okay. I said... Okay, I sat down, thought about it, and so happy I did. You know, the, s- stuff like that. You
2: know, yesterday, um, we had uh, Landis Sims on the air. Oh. Landis Sims has no arms, no legs. Right. Challenge Athletes Foundation, which is Darcy's Excellent. intimately involved with with me. And uh, his new movie out is No Limits, right? right. And it's, it's called No Hands, No Feet, No Limits or something like that. Right. Um, or I, It's Landis Sims, just watch me. or just watch, watch me. Right. And I was thinking that the conversation of con- consequence at that point right. was when he was a little, little dude and he insisted that he get a baseball bat and a glove with his mom. Yep. And look what's happening okay. here. He's throwing out the okay. first pitch at the Padre game tonight. Okay. He's going on a world tour for a movie that'll probably get an Oscar for, for the documentary. Mm-hmm. So, and it can be as simple as that, yeah. but you're just, what you're doing is you're recycling that conversation yeah. and you're seeing what you can pull out of it to learn something, right?
5: right. Exactly.
2: That's easy stuff. I wanna to talk to you about your past because you have some pretty, some pretty uh, impressive stuff. Am I calling this, is it called the Summit? Is that what that's called? The, the, well, it's what, attending what
4: it? Summit Series. Okay, so talk so about Summit that. Series is a group of, it's a conference. So, so the Summit
2: Series had guys like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg. Branson. Branson
4: and... and you know, Esther Perel. And
2: you were and, the cheese, you were the head cheese. No, dog. no, no, Come no. on. No, no, I, no, no,
4: no, I was an attendee. All I did was glean bits of wisdom. But the point, but the point people.
2: is, is that how do you get into something like that when you You get invited. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Mike, the I'm chances like of me. the show. You got to get invited. The chances of me and Costa ever getting invited, that is Slim and Nun and Slim just
3: left town. So. <laughs> Let's let's face it. We will get invited to take the trash out after it's over. Yeah, there
4: you go. Those, those are volunteers those, do get a free ticket, so oh, that could work. But Darcy, you
2: you as a philanthropist and as someone who is in contact with really impressive individuals all the time,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you've been baking this idea for a while. This conversations okay. of, con- of consequence. Are you what's going to happen to this I thing?
4: No, it's come it's on weird because people are like, oh, you should write a book. You should write a book. I'm like, because eh. I'll tell you what's going to happen. But these are conversations. Not We're going to get well, re- things, right? We're going
2: to get 50 emails. Yes. From this show. That's gonna say what's okay. what's her contact? How do I get a hold of her? What's she doing? So LinkedIn, you're LinkedIn. gonna be you're yeah. gonna be forced into the into something on this, okay. and this is your conversation of consequence here. There
4: we go. You know, can you
2: come on the show, Darcy? That's what that was a conversation of consequence. <laughs> um, so do you hope to do a book series or a keynote series I or a know. program?
4: I think it's more like maybe it's a podcast or maybe it's there a you, you know. Pick pick one of these today, and we'll talk about it. You know, yeah. And or maybe we just go through all the chapters because there's. I give you the I first you two should, pages. I think you
2: should do a conversation of consequences, a, a consequence a week with us, either via Zoom or come in studio. Uh, don't you? I mean, and yes. you, just
3: whatever yeah. comes just up. Just go down just, the list.
2: Yeah, let's go down each list because right. because there's many pick one. Other. I want to I want to I want to do one every week.
3: There's so many people out there; they're probably searching and they they listen to you <laughs> and they hear this conversation and they kind of say. There we go. There's there's the golden calf. That's what I've been looking for type of thing.
2: Yeah. Darcy Bingham. I will give you her contact information if you email us. Actually, one of our producers will. Darcy. Okay. Next week we're talking. You can zoom in. You can come in. See you then. I want to see you like on a mountainside. You know. <gasps> Giving us a conversation of consequence.
4: Right, it's, I'll sit in the Zen position. That's even better.
2: No. You're the Dalai Lama, are just chilling. <laughs> Thanks, kiddo. Good to see you.
4: All right, big business. He's show. a very That's funny it. man. Sully, much more coming up. Stand by. All right.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
3: Play for free at
4: luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey,
2: hey! Here we go. Big fish show. Very special. Out of the. 25 years that uh, this show's been on radio with my former partner Rusty Nails. God rest his soul. And the God, I'm going to say 13 years that we've been simulcast on TV and radio. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, I, I don't think we've done many shows like this where we're not interviewing some boring geek that Mike has nothing to say about. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So uh, of course, if you're uh, just joining us, Landis Sims, of course, is the star. Uh, of a really cool movie. Show the poster up there, would you, Jared? Because uh, this thing is is getting, um, <clears throat> is getting uh, a lot of international attention as oh, well yeah. as national attention. Um, and uh, Landis just watched me. is the name of the movie. No hands, no feet, no limits uh, is his tagline. And, of course, uh, look, at. I just want to warn you for the kids in the room. He's a little lippy, and he's got a <laughs> mouth, and he likes to run it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's, 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 yeah. All right, real quickly, uh, before I let Mike take over and do his sports geek thing. Uh, Amanda, talk to me about the first time. Uh, the, the, I see where the personality comes from. <laughs> like, it's clear. It's, it is. It's in the genes. Right?
6: She's the heart and soul of the movie, I'm not going to lie.
2: Well, yeah. well, so I want to ask you. what? Tell me the first time he shows up with a, the the idea of playing baseball to you. It Was a little, little kid? Like, he always just active running around? How did that all work?
5: Uh, truly, it's just always been his passion. So I played, you know, adult softball, co-ed softball, when he was born and so six months old, he was in the dirt, in the dugout with a softball, throwing it. Of course, he was messing with the girls and kind of throwing it off to the side so they'd have to chase it. And, you know, lots of personality then. And he just always gravitated towards any kind of ball. He wanted to play with anything he could. He played basketball at that age too, you know, really little. And then as soon as he found a bat, little, you know, plastic bats and he's hitting everything he could. And uh, when he was two, my mom brought home a little T ball bag with a little real bag and a helmet. And um, yeah. And what that a better was stance
2: it. than Costa's ever <laughs> had. No kidding. In the Kalina Men's League, Tuesday night, slow pitch, Costa doesn't look that good for sure.
5: Yeah. So he's Never about had two had and, and a half there. Yeah. Um, and just. It was constant. He wanted to play constantly. So any kind of bat and ball, anybody that would pitch to him, and then he would play with the tennis ball so he could bounce it on the floor and hit it, and so we'd have home run derbies in the living room and, you know, just absolutely uh, just loved the game from the time he was itty-bitty. So it's just kind of always been part of him.
2: What was your first – what was your first foray into, let's say, Little League or Pee Wee League? Or anything. Here in the West Coast, we have Pee Wee League, Little League, Pony yeah. League, all that stuff. I don't know. What do they have?
5: We call it T-ball. T-ball. So,
0: t-ball.
2: so
5: they can hit yeah. off the tee if they can't hit off the coach pitching to them. And so he was, I think, four or five right in that range when um, he started playing. He couldn't wait to play. And What
2: uh, was your? Were you scratching your head going, Okay. He well, wants to play, or are going to let him play?
5: And he had been hitting. Like, hitting wasn't – we didn't figure it would be an issue at all, but the glove. Right. He had never used a glove to that point, and he just threw with both hands. He and was he was catching,
2: like, a back. football like this, I'm assuming, right?
5: Well, or he didn't he really care what? that much about catching the ball. Oh. <laughs> he was all
2: about hitting. So he's been a DH since he was two.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he was pitching and hitting. He wasn't playing the field. <laughs> I would
2: uh, argue he's doing all three and playing the field right he now. He is. He's knowing his personality.
5: Um, so, you know, if you see in the video, it shows him with his huge glove. The glove looks so big, yeah. um, at that point and just brand new. And so I kept trying to tell him, you have to wear a glove. I don't want to wear a glove, mom. You have to wear a glove. And so that's, no. Weird. I'm going to
2: catch a hard bar, but bell hand, bear yeah, hand. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm just yeah. going to go catch.
5: Yeah. This he just, so,
2: so you've never known any other way. Did, did we ever worried that the thing was going to slip through hitch
7: in the chin or that's it, I, I don't want to. <laughs>
5: It has. There was no fear <laughs>
7: coming through you at that point. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I was That's pretty amazing. young, so I don't really remember a whole lot. That's,
2: which what's actually probably playing into your favor at this point, right? What do the coaches say originally?
7: Um, well I helped
5: coach when he was little and so yeah. um, you know in T ball, it wasn't that big of a deal. He was one of, right. he was actually better than a lot of the kids that were playing because that was his That
7: seems to be a theme going on the way. Yeah. You know? It's safe to say I've just been a stud since day one. <laughs> I think so. You know, like, like a boss. You can't teach that. You cannot teach that. The band likes it. Yeah, I
3: like can't it. can teach so. All right, Kosti, let it go. No, I just, you know, the thing that makes uh, the the athletes, men and women, great is that competitive fire. It's that it's that the eye of the tiger. You can call it whatever you want, but it just burns, and a lot of people don't have it. The great ones do. Can you remember back to the first time someone told you no and, and how that affected you? Was there – because, like, when coaches told my parents he can't do it, both my parents went, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you remember that? It's like, oh, really? You're going to tell me no? Well, here it comes. Because there had to have sir. been some
2: no's along the way, correct? Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. And 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 you just uh, your personality tells
7: me that you just weren't going to put up with that. Like, yeah, I no, Like, please, t- please tell me no. Yeah, just keep going. Right? Just prove them wrong. That's what I've done my whole life pretty much is yeah. prove people wrong. Yeah.
5: Well, and I can say when he was probably 8U baseball, he was pretty young, and the coach would just sit him and stand him in right field because like, nobody's hitting out there Me and Mike know the age. story.
2: No, no, we don't. We yeah, were you've not. been
5: there. You've we were both right there. I, 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 still have my,
3: I still have my flower collection that I pick <laughs> up out of the grass. The Dandelions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dandelions,
1: exactly.
5: <laughs> and uh, we went to visit my grandma, um, and he was out in the yard, and I was actually sitting on the porch and just throwing him ball, and he was catching them. I mean, just one after the other. Kid is poor in sweat. Yeah. I mean, just exhausted. Throw me another one. Throw me another one. Throw me another one. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to prove to that coach I can catch the ball. Yeah. And that was so his. Was this mentality. with the glove at that point? That was with the glove. With the glove. He started with the glove. So describe the, describe the first glove. So his first glove, um, we just used a regular glove. We went ahead and put it on his right hand because he threw from that side, and um, you know, I just took a lot of thinking of how we're going to hold this. Did someone. you fi- Yes. Yeah. Did you figure out?
2: Did you figure out for yourself, uh, with respect to throwing and, and catching with the same with the same hand? Or yeah. was it you? Or Did it just wasn't mm-hmm. natural? Mm-hmm.
7: I don't really know. I was pretty young.
5: It was
2: So you don't remember even how this whole thing started, do you? <laughs> Absolutely. This is just in the blood at this point, yep. right? It, it, amazing stuff. When you first saw him, uh Eric, I, I have to ask you, what was it the fact that he was limb deficient and playing a sport, or was it the fact that he was hitting bombs? Or it was a little bit of both. You're it, was hearing this- it
6: was a little bit of everything. Um you know, I, I just think that. When you it what he ha, what Landis has to deal with is optics okay yeah, because right. there's never gonna be anybody that really looks at him and understands really what's happening and the no. way he plays and what the skill he plays right. and like what you said it's his tenacity and his ability to overcome and you have to have that mentality of a professional athlete And yep. he's had it since he was a little kid and that's what attracted me to him yeah, right. in terms of I could just kind of sense it. And um, that's really what made me want to follow the story was just, I mean, just him having to overcome the optics of not having hands and feet. Coaches looking at him, placing him in right field with you, and you know, <laughs> just like no, at that point,
2: Mike was on the pine, I watching. <laughs> oh, he, I, I, they like, would exactly send Landis out. in yeah, okay. and have yeah. Mike come
6: out. Yeah,
2: yeah. to it it make you know. sense.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, I mean, he deals with it. To, he deals with it today. I mean, I wow. guarantee you, dealt with the last season. I mean, it's wow. just going to be a constant battle for him. He has to work harder than the other kids. He's got to show up and prove himself every day because everybody's waiting for him to fail. Yeah. And so he that, it's just what's made him the kid he is today. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, good stuff. His name is Landa Sims, of course. Uh, and, uh, and,
2: and and the movie we got to talk about next with, with, and the distribution uh, you know, through CAF and through everything else that you've done is, is pretty remarkable. And of course, Mike has a whole list over there. Um, and of course Trace, Trace <laughs> is so bumped because we we're not talking about stock symbols today, but <laughs> that's okay. Good stuff. Landa Sims, Amanda Wolf, Eric Cocker and Bob Babbitt, of course, from Challenge Athletes Foundation, me and Costa. Big Biz Show is on the air. The DTT is uh, on point today. Really, really I don't really want to... <laughs> James, James back. I think we just need to add Mark. You're free every day, Mark. Come on. <laughs> I remember Mark who wrote Wind Beneath by Wings.
3: Oh, wow, ah, the best. Soundtrack to oh. Beaches,
2: which Mike, Mike listens to. The uh, beaches station on Pandora. It's not right? a loop in my house. Uh, big Biz Show, uh, of course. So pleased to have uh, have Landa Sims and his entire uh, his entire support staff here for for the movie. Anyway, so uh, Mike, I know that you are geeking out here.
3: So. I, I, I just am, and, and I'm I'm in awe of people who cast such a massive shadow, and I'm humbled to walk in shadows like like you cast because you 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 just show people that yeah, go ahead, say no watch what I'm watch what I'm going to do next something I'm really really curious about when you dream at night do, are there baseball dreams are they that type of thing I don't want to know the other or is it dreams. just of,
2: <laughs> but, or is it just of avoiding my costume? that that as well <laughs> but
3: but when when you dream at night and you're playing baseball do you have hands do you have your I mean all of your limbs intact
7: or I don't even know okay I don't, I don't really pay attention that much all
3: right what so i have a
2: question because look at you so where are you in your baseball career now? Like for, for for the audience that doesn't know you.
7: Yeah, where's the arc?
2: Yeah, where where, where are we sitting? at the arc of the story. Well,
7: I'm in my junior year of high school, but okay. uh, you have to watch the movie to find out.
5: Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks.
7: Did I did he's I train him? I trained, trained him. him. Yeah, I, hey, he's, you know what? he's
6: trained.
2: Hey, so I like your little show here, but uh, you're gonna have to wait. Them. Give him <laughs> everything Go and give him nothing. Yeah. He knows. The um for you going along the way is there? Do you ever get uh, stage fright a little bit? Are nervous? I mean, is there ever any kind of butterflies? Because you've
7: been in front of major league pitchers. It doesn't get any higher than that. Well, so in the beginning, just like off coach pitch, my 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 coach was terrible at pitching. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those Hey, like, Landis,
2: is anybody good at pitching?
7: Not really. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clear that up. I just wanted to clear that up at the end because I've not heard of him say a nice thing about a pitcher yet. <laughs> well, you see... It's, it's just one of those things. you I know. know? Uh, so I got used to really waiting on that, you know, my pitch. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of my biggest thing, like, to this point, is I'm not going to go up there and I'm not going to chase pitches that aren't right. that one pitch until, like, if I have two strikes, I'm going to try to battle it off until that mistake pitch comes. Yeah. So, like, you'll see, I'll get myself into an 0 2 count, and then I sometimes I'll work a walk out of it. Like,
3: could you possibly yeah. go to the Padres and tell them that? I mean, exactly what you Like today? Said. Like today? today? or tomorrow, Tomorrow. Well, just
7: so, I'll just tell you a little day. story. So, I told Aaron Boone the other day, like on, hey, on
3: Monday. Hey, Aaron Boone. So hey, I told Boone. Him,
7: Boone. I'm
2: not answering your dad's calls, but you know what? Bobby's not a friend
7: anymore. <laughs> no, so I told, I told Boone that uh, Boone. I, I, was taking, I was taking Judge a spot in the two hole. He could move back because I'm, I'm just a better hitter. Um, a thousand
6: percent. Can I can yeah. I tell you guys something that actually happened? Yeah, he really did oh, yeah, do it really that happened. Story. He really, really did. Really
7: okay,
3: happen. Aaron Judge is not by any means a tiny little person. Like no. he blocks out the sun. Yes, he
7: does. And how did Mr. Judge take that? <laughs> uh, I don't think they they broke the news to him yet, <laughs> <laughs> because after I already talked to him on Tuesday. Yeah. Boone came back up to me. He was like, well, did you tell him that you're taking a spot in the two-hole? I was like, no, I figured I'd let you do that, you know, break the news to He's him. He's the manager. It's his, it's and he was theory. like, he was just like, oh, well, I kind of figured I'd let you do it since, you know, you're the one taking a spot. So, I think uh, next time I see him or, you know, if he happens to be watching, just. I'm sure he is. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I have
2: to believe that the media is all over you a lot, even even without this film. Like, before, there's cameras there at a lot of games. Does that get to you at all? Is that is that a distraction for you, or are you just used to it by now?
7: Well, so when we first started filming the or filming the movie, <laughs> cameras freaked me out.
6: Yeah.
2: Oh, no, like, cool.
7: I didn't know what to do. Like, Eric yeah. knows firsthand it was bad.
6: No kidding. I mean, it was just... it, it was, was eight years old. It was more interviews.
7: <laughs> and Aaron yeah. said, you're going to get used yeah. to this.
6: Well, right? yeah, and I mean, I remember talking to Amanda about it. I'm like, all right, well, we'll just do it different. And that's kind of how I came up with the idea of having Landis kind of narrate it, because there was a point where I couldn't really get him to do a sit-down interview just because it just was not he just wasn't comfortable doing it. And so I figured out a way to kind of work around it. But then as he got older, he got more and more comfortable. And then I figured, you know, he got so comfortable that I decided to have him look right down the barrel of the lens and tell his story. And it actually worked out really well because he kind of grew up and, and you know, got really comfortable with himself and, and it worked. What years of his life does this
2: documentary span?
6: I think like eight years old to 16 years old. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. He's, I never he's, knew he's it, clearly comfortable now with the interview. Yeah. 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 Right? He's yeah. pretty comfortable.
7: Well, not over that hurdle. I'm to the point now <laughs> where like if I see somebody like start <laughs> filming, I kind of like look away and like, because I've been just, Eric's just beat it into my brain that I'm not supposed to like stare down the lens anymore. Yeah. Don't break the wall.
1: Yeah, don't yeah. break the break wall. The wall. But when you first started filming, did you have any idea where I was going? Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> But you must have had an inkling
2: that this is something special.
6: No, no, no. I knew it was something special. I just right. didn't know when or if it was ever going to end. Right. <laughs> and, and so, because eight years is a long I time. like this
2: show sometimes. <laughs> Even on a daily basis.
6: <laughs> I actually got a lot <laughs> of Will it ever end? I got a lot of my kind of whole thing about movie making from watching your show.
2: Just you? <laughs>
3: Absolutely. You know what?
6: Yeah. I know. <sighs> we, uh, don't we work? I work for you now, don't I? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's on the payroll. So, this so. This uh,
3: favorite like. baseball player? Other than yourself. <laughs> other than she, yeah. <laughs> You're
7: yeah one. Who's who's lucky enough to be one A? All right. I think I think Joe Musgrove has to be it, you know. Nice. No kidding. Father Joe, baby. Yeah. God. Joe's a
1: good buddy. They texted each the the other. Guy. Yeah, me and Joe oh, go way tech. back. They're Joe's boys. in the movie. Like big, big part years. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Eric covered Joe when he was in double A. Well, I've known Joe since yeah, he was in double A with the
6: Astros. I was doing much work for them. And then um I just assumed that Joe would make an incredible role model for Landis. Uh, yeah. no, Joe, we kept in touch yeah. just as friends. And whether I filmed it or not, I really wanted Landis to get to know him just because yeah. Joe, is he's such a great guy, he's such a great work, at work ethic, mm-hmm. and he's just a battler, he's a grinder. Yep. And that's a lot how yeah. Landis is. And I just figured they'd be great friends, and I was right. And they really hit it off, and they've just kind of developed their own friendship outside of everything. And it yeah. just so happened that... Ends up being in the film, and it worked out really well.
2: Is hey, he, Mike, he, do you know anybody? Because you know, you're we hired you as our sports guy. I'm not a <laughs> single person that you. Do you know what? Like, he's got Musgrove in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, he's got uh,
3: any. Uh, the guy who do- cleans the showers at night yeah, at my uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's just awkward. Thanks. That's weird.
7: Uh, is Joe a good pitcher or? Joe saw. I haven't had to face him yet, so I don't really know.
2: You realize it's not just a yes. I know. I know.
7: It's a conditional
2: response coming up here. Yeah.
7: All together, he's pretty solid. Um, yeah. I don't know how All he would pitch me. He might first no hitter in Padres history. Yeah, they call him
2: No <coughs> <call> <coughs> No 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 Joe. But no, let, let me pontificate and gesture wildly for a minute. Run whether you. Joe Musgrove good. Defensive. Look, I what mean, are what what are his weaknesses?
7: His fastball. <laughs> you know, uh, exactly. I was gonna say, same no slider, no. curveball, they're great. Tips is pitching. Sinkers pretty solid. Cutters yeah. good. Yeah, but his fastball is just, just average. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. I just, I jumped. So this is, this just is. Just so, so you guys know, know, this
6: part is not my fault. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't. This is. Oh, I'm clear. not responsible. I don't think for this it's
5: part. mine either. Oh no. <laughs>
6: Sister. I'm not responsible for this part. So, this is a
2: national television show, and we always joke around because uh, we talk about uh, Major League Baseball yeah. and NFL, and I, I said, well, uh, Padres are Major League Baseball, so let's talk about Less the Padres some more. <laughs> so, as long as we're talking about National uh, Major League Baseball, what about you, Darvish? Um, he's got about 45 pitches. What do you think about him?
7: Yeah, He's, he's not bad.
2: Okay. He's pretty solid. <laughs> is anybody – see – there's never been a good pitcher. There's <laughs> been a not bad pitcher, which is the best a pitcher could be yeah, in right. Landis' mind.
3: Like going, going all the way back to like the Christy Matheson or Cy Young. Or I, don't, I don't think he's a big
2: historical guy. No. It doesn't matter. No. It's, who's, it's whoever's pitching at you, right? Yeah, yeah That's exactly. All
3: that That's all that matters.
2: How do you intimidate the kids your age? Because there's nobody. There's not a single person who could intimidate you. That, that, and how old are you again, by the way? 16. 16 years old. Yeah. So there's not a single 16-year-old that I've ever met that could intimidate you. So and,
3: and, and, and I mean well, especially would, now with the mustache. Yeah. Come on. I know, see this mustache, mustache game mustache. is pretty strong.
7: <laughs> <laughs> your mustache game is strong. I know. Yeah. Wait, the who
6: was out. the dude with the Yankees the other day?
7: Oh, it's Matt Carpenter.
6: I walked up to Carpenter and I said I said, He's "Can, can face you face. give oh. him some hey, mustache Carpey. tips?" <laughs> hey, Carpenter No, I did. And I said, "Can you help him with his mustache?" And he loved it. Yeah, and yeah, so cuz look at that thing.
2: But is there so do you ever stare at the mound? Oh, yeah. To another 16-year-old, uh-huh. is anybody ever like, oh, crap, he's like 6'8 when he blow dries? Like, he's a huge <laughs> guy. Normally 6'6, six, six, but he's got it piked up the like a King of Got tonight. the fro going. Do you, ever, do you ever get intimidated at all by any of those guys? I I mean, they're your age.
7: I don't really get intimidated. It's yeah. because I'm up there, and I'm thinking he's either going to walk me or he's going to throw a mistake pitch that I can hit. And so I just kind of dig in, and the entire time I'm walking to the plate, I'm just eye contact. The whole time. Oh, that is
2: that is deadly. Do you know you know what's interesting here about this conversation? In all seriousness, is there's not a single word out of his mouth or her mouth regarding uh, limb deficiency or being a challenge athlete? No. It's about is he a better baseball player than I am? Exactly. Yeah. Regardless, nobody's taking into consideration that that you started in a hole in comparison to every other able-bodied human being playing baseball.
3: So there's no woe is me. There is not a single Has it ever occurred to
2: you like, I don't, because you you started so early, you haven't known any other way, right? No, yeah. He's a good baseball player.
7: Just always, just played my game, you know? Uh, What I want to know here, um,
2: um, and we'll talk about this in a second, is that I want to hear about technology because you and I have talked a million times about how prosthetics have changed. Yes. The glove lady. <laughs> glove lady is right. i like to invest in that business, by the way. I think there's a deal. I want to talk about that coming up. Landa Sims, Amanda Wolf, Eric Cochran, Bob Abbott, Ian Acosta, and the Day Trader Trio. We'll see you in a second. More big business
5: coming. We all have this dream of what our baby's going to be like. How could he do anything in life without hands or feet? He was precious
2: and he was tiny because he just had the nubs.
5: Where's we we'll get you, get
1: you. I like a finger with hands.
5: Now, let's see you hammering.
1: No fingers. How's he going to get along? Took a while, but then seeing him and doing things with
5: him didn't bother him. He got his first little t-ball bat and a helmet and he was just obsessed.
6: This baseball is something I didn't even dream
5: of him wanting to do. I really took on that role of playing sports with him. It's up here, I do this. It's down here, I do this.
7: You close it and catch it. And then I'll do this, it's the throw.
1: We have never had a quad amputee missing both hands and both legs wanting to be a baseball player.
7: It's only going to get tougher for him as he gets older.
5: I know there are going to be days it's going to be really hard, and it's going to be really frustrating. Here I am.
3: So there's something
1: that's inside this kid that makes him different than most every other kid. The challenge for Landis is every time he leaves the house, people are
3: doubting. Landis is going to have to work a lot harder than the average kid to be able to play at the high school level. To say that I don't think you'll ever be able to do that is not really yeah, in our vocabulary. He makes you overcome
2: your shortcomings. What you think you're not capable of, he's proving that you're capable of it.
5: He has had coaches over the years tell him, you can't play baseball. He has had kids tell him, you can't play baseball.
6: There you
3: go. Look at that. Isn't that awesome? He shows you that you can take what you got and you can make the most of it. Let's celebrate landon.
1: That's why the Landis Sim story is so important. He understands that nobody is thinking he can accomplish what he wants to do.
2: The whole thing's inspirational for somebody who believes in themselves so much, that's willing to put everything on the table to become and follow a dream, I think is, you know, special. Landis, get
3: Landis, get ready.
5: I think he sends this message to people that, You are in control of your own destiny.
6: Think about it. How many kids are out there right now that don't know how to get started on something they want to do without an example like Landis?
7: Is my story about more than baseball?
2: Wow. stop you right that oh is <laughs> Sims just watch me is the name of the movie and uh, Bob talk about uh, talk about how challenge athletes is or challenge athlete foundations got involved because obviously um, you know this was a this is a perfect uh, match as far as you know eyeballs distribution
1: and even All what this and even what challenge athletes provides to wow. to those folks that uh, that are in need. The main thing for Landis is just getting the equipment he needed to get to the, you know, get on the field and getting, uh, through OSER and CEF, getting great prosthetics to run in. And
2: that's what we do, that exactly. we raise money for that purpose. And I got to exactly. say this one thing that's a little off topic is if you are injured or you are born with a birth defect or you get, uh, go to war and, and come back uh, uh, limb deficient or challenged, insurance will pay for a walking leg, but they don't consider athletic prosthetics they consider it to be a luxury, a luxury item, which yeah. is amazing yeah, to covered. me because the incidence of child obesity by itself is 38 percent higher exactly. or better, yeah. in, in you know with with uh, with with you know without athletics. And as I said before, of all you know, we must have interviewed 300 people over the years uh, through Challenge Athletes Foundation, and every single person, to the person, man or woman, athlete or otherwise, has said, "My life is better in this state of the game than it was prior." So uh, you got to be really proud, buddy. And I've known you for a lot of years. And this is a, this, like you've done a lot of cool stuff. This might be one of the biggest, aside wow. from what you guys did for, for our our friend when you you and Jim Jeffrey. Yeah, you, yeah, but I tell you, this is right up there. Well, the, the, the,
1: I like to equate the two of them because really, what McLaren did as an amputee is he changed perceptions, right? Right. Nobody thought an amputee could go run a three sixteen marathon, lower leg amputee You'd go ten forty two in Kona. Well, this reminds this
2: This reminds me of this. There's going to be a little kid someday. That says, I don't want to play baseball because I don't have the magic legs. Remember that story? Exactly. We were coming in from a Challenge Athlete's million-dollar challenge ride from San Francisco to San Diego, 700 miles in seven
1: days, something like that. And if I'm not mistaken, it was... Uh, Chris McCormick. Chris McCormick. His wife had met Chris McCormick, two-time Ironman world champion, had been at our event for the troth He said, I need to bring my girls, my daughters need to come see this and meet the 150 challenge athletes who are out there. Right. So they came down and they were there at the finish of the bike ride. And
2: the kids, and the challenge athlete kids along with other kids were playing soccer. Well, something. they're playing,
1: they're, they're jumping hurdles, they're yeah, hanging around. Right, right. And so Chris McCormick's wife says to her daughter, you need to, why don't you go play with the other kids? She goes, I can't play with them. I don't have a magic leg like they do. Now right? talk about, so changing, talk about perception. changing perceptions. Where it used to be, if you have a prosthetic leg, you would cover it. Yeah. Now it's like, That's what makes me different in a positive way. That's a good way. Landis, what's next for you, bud? In the middle of, are we in the summer ball? What are we doing? Right we got a now? world tour, man. We buddy. got a world
7: tour going on. We got, <laughs> we, we got,
1: throwing out first pitch at the Padre it's game. Stadium
7: to stadium, you know?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Then we're doing a viewing tonight at the Ch- here in San Diego. Towns Monday at night at the at the Lot Theater up in Orange County. Newport right. Beach, yeah. Yep. So we got a lot of viewers in LA and Orange County and even in Arizona. Yep. In, in town for, so and, then, and then from where, where do we go? We do Boise on July 25th. Uh, we'll be up there and on 26th we're doing a showing at the egyptian theater which maybe we could have you guys zoom in for an interview or something we would summer. love it yeah, totally Actually, yeah you'd be our Absolutely. new correspondent out there exactly <laughs> lippy lipperson then it's so all you like this then we're going to san francisco on the 28th of july throughout the first pitch there with Dave Drovecki. There you go. Drovecki!
2: One of our favorite guys in San Diego. Right? That's fantastic. Yeah,
1: and then to to Houston on
6: the 30th, and we're doing a big event with the Astros. And we're going to do a showing there for um, a bunch of kids, and then, yeah, just uh, he's going to throw out the first pitch there, and then it's going to push into August, and we're trying to line up stuff with the Cubs, and we're just going to keep it rolling. Because, honestly, this message is really making a difference. The feedback we're getting, and, you know, now that the film's out, we're just getting an amazing response and we just want to keep it rolling cuz it's really doing some good. So
2: so so for us if there anything we can do to promote obviously mm-hmm. you got to 100%. Time. No, I really and appreciate it. we want it, you man. back as much awesome. as you can. These guys me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. back. I don't, don't I work here can now? Work here <laughs> now? Can I come you're <laughs> you're a remarkable woman. I have to <laughs> well, tell you. To be yeah, yeah, that's where this all started. Absolutely. You know, just being able to say yes or, or promoting that. and as you see as you see 8 years ago when you were throwing uh, throwing on the uh, in the front yard with them. You know, that's how this whole thing goes he does this kid doesn't yeah. know it better which is yeah. which is, i mean you don't know any different than that so congratulations brother i'm really happy to have you here and we'll have you back
3: absolutely all right
2: that does it for us we well, you, you need to do a part two of this thing after after the world two is over yeah. you know when for you sure. guys come back i want to hear post-mortem on what happened on this tour because i want to hear the stories
6: <laughs> yeah about
2: the yeah, crap you gave yeah. everybody we'll every see
6: how full the I'll bus be, yeah, is, is
2: yeah, your mustache game is strong. It's even even stronger just Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. We go.
5: Well, and his right. goal is to come out here to school. He wants to you go to San
1: Diego State. We can resolve that. Come yeah. on.
5: We'll help yeah, out. So, All
1: right.
5: He wants to become a native out here.
1: Surfer. Surfer, baseball player. Of course. Sid volleyball.
5: All around, what would you say?
1: General just stud. stud. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it
4: there.
5: Derek <laughs> <laughs> Coleman, our director. Ernest Manovich, our assistant director, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr.